Okay, today's daf is Baba Kama Daf Tzadi Aleph. We left off on the bottom of Daf Tzadi Amin Beis. We're at the two dots on Tzadi Amin Beis. We, we're going to pick up with something that we had mentioned yesterday in passing, and now we're going to delve into it a little more uh, in, in a little more detail. And that is the Shita of Shimon Atimni that if someone does hezek with an item, Beisdin needs to see the item that the hezek was done with in order to assess it and see whether it should have done that hezek. So the Gemara is going to discuss how that relates to a case of uh, shard that, uh, that killed and also did monetary damage, which one do we, uh, do we deal with first and how do we, uh, what exactly does the shard have to pay? We're going to relate it to that sheet of Rabbi Shimon Timni, but more uh, the, the, the greater focal point of the daf on Tzad Yalv pretty much most of Amad is going to be dealing with the question of whether that's true when it comes to Misa. Certainly we have to see if it was Kadei Lahamis or not Kadei Lahamis, if the item that was used to kill should have killed, but when it comes to Nazikin, is there Yesha Medlin Nazikin or Eino Medlin Nazikin? Do we make such an assessment when it comes to Nazikin? The Gemara is going to have four Rayas, and based on this, Rabbi Shimon Timni is going to say, yeah, Yesha Medlin Nazikin. We do assess Nazikin. Then on the bottom of Amadal, the Gemara is going to talk about the different amounts that were mentioned in the Mishnah for paying Boshes. We said you pay 400 zuz for this, 200 for that. Is that a, and then we said, I call it the So what were those numbers? Are those numbers the high end, or are those numbers the low end? That's what the Gemara is going to discuss. And then the, uh, the Daf is going to move on to talk about at the very bottom of the page, Chovel Biatzmo. If a person uh, wounds himself, is he in violation of some sort of Isser? The Gemara is going to try to find, where do we find the Tana that holds that Chovel Biatzmo is Usser? It seems that our Mishnah says it explicitly, but the Gemara is going to have an alternative explanation of our Mishnah. So we look elsewhere, three different places, to try to find the Tana that holds that one is not allowed to wound himself. Then the Gemara is going to discuss briefly what the penalty is for stealing somebody's mitzvah. Somebody was about to do a mitzvah and you take away their opportunity to do the mitzvah. They have a tree that's about to fall down into the Rosh Hashanah and damage and they're about to cut it down but then you cut it down in advance so you took away their mitzvah and then we're going to talk about in general the issue of cutting down trees. That in general there is an issue in the Torah one is not allowed to cut down a fruit bearing tree. What about uh, what are the exceptions? When is one permitted to cut down even a fruit-bearing tree. So let's begin at the two dots, about six lines before the end of the page, on Sadi Yamad Beis. Tan Rabban, we have a Bryce as follows. Short Tam, Shehemis Vehizik. If you have a short Tam that killed and did damage, we kill the shar, we deal with the dina and the of the shar, not the dina mamnus of the shar. Muad shehimis vehizik, but if you have a shar muad that, uh, that, that did the same, that killed and did damage, so then the halacha is we deal with its dina mamnus and then we deal with its dina nefashos as well. But if we dealt with its dina nefashos first, then ain chosrin we do not go back and deal with its dinim mamnus. Asks the Gemara, Why should it matter that we've already been done its dinim nefashos, so already determined that it's going to have to be killed? Why can't we just go back and be done dinim mamnus on it? That he that this is following the opinion of Shimon Timni. Why? That when it comes to the egrof, we have to uh, we have to assess 
by in Beisdin, whether it should have done the damage that it did. Alma So you see that there is an assessment that's required by Beisdin to see that the item that was Mazik should have been able to make that Chavala. And we see that we apply this even by Nazikin and not just by Misa. So by this Shor, the damage, we have to be Omed the Shor if he's Ra'ui to have done that kind of damage. But the Shor, once it has a Gemar Din that it's supposed to get killed, we can't go and look and keep it around so that Bezin could do some sort of assessment and uh, see whether it's able to do this Nezek or not able to do this Nezek because once it's already been determined that it should be killed, you can't delay. You have to kill it right away so we can't keep it around just because we're interested in assessing it. Shittim Gubetz's quotes from the Raivit and the Rashba also writes that this this idea that we we don't delay the din of Ashur is learned from the same halacha that we have by an Adam that by a person you're not allowed to delay his din so by Ashur you're not allowed to delay his din either the Amshel Shlomo however says that it's very difficult because what do you mean by Ashur Ashur doesn't have any das you see by an Adam it makes sense because uh, the person it's torturous that he's awaiting his own his own death but by Ashur the Ashur doesn't have any das and the, the the din of Kamisa Ba'al and Kach Misashar, um, says the Yam Shoshomi, you see from here, applies to even things She'ein Botam Klal, even things that there's no logic to uh, to assume that it should apply equally to Ashar. For example, the Gemara Sanhedrin Davayin Ches says a short Trefa that kills a person is Pater because Kamisa Ba'al and Kach Misashar. Now, why is it that another Trefa that kills another person is Pater? It's because he can't be makabal edus on him because it's edus yatiyachlazima. That's the only reason because he can't uh, the 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 that would testify against him can never become edim zomim because they're not trefos. They're they're not a gavra katila. By Ashur, that whole reason doesn't apply. And still, you see, we apply kmisa balan kachmisa sashar. So you see, says the Amshel Shlomo, that even when the svara makes no sense, misvara doesn't make any sense to equate the misa balan with misa We still say kmisa balan kachmisa sashar. We're still going to apply that din. So uh, so that's why, once we've already been done, din nefashos of the shor, we can no longer delay. So ask the Gemara of Aminu so Rav says, after they said that, I, I, I responded back, afilu tema Rabbi Akiva, that you don't need to say uh, that it's going dafka like Rabbi Shimon Atimni, you can even say like Rabbi Akiva, that Bezin doesn't need to make the assessment, and still it's not a kasha, why when they were don din nefashos, they can't go back and be don din nefashos. Because hachav mayaskinan, kigon shabara, the case over here might be that he ran away. Who's he? Who ran away? So this is a discussion of the Rishonim. Rashi writes, Ba'alav, the owner of the animal ran away, and therefore we can't be done the din in on him because you can't be chav a person you can't cost him uh, when, he's not, when he's not around. But many of the Achronim explain that the Rambam must have understood differently, that the Barach is going on the shore, and uh, the, the Rambam, the, the, the Rambam that they're interpreting is in this Mom and Parakir Aleph, Halach Hazayin, Halach Ches, where he says that if you have a shore that they were done, Dinu Nefashos, even though they're done in also Dinu Mominus, but Kivan Shekvar Nigmar Dinu Shalashor Leskila is considered She'in Lo Bailim, She'is Chayvu Benazakov, is considered that, uh, that he doesn't have an owner anymore once they already were done, Dinu Nefashos, on it, and therefore there's no one to pay for the Nizakin. And therefore the Nizakin can collect his, uh, his, his, his payment 
only from the inherent value of the shar itself, not from the bailim. So from the Ram, it sounds like after you already have a Gemara Din of the shor Laskila, he's not considered like the shor of the bailim anymore. That's why we can't be Mechaiv of the bailim to pay. The Ravid says, where does the Ram get that? The Adrabah, the Gemara, sounds like if the bailim is around, then we're done because the bailim uh, ran away. So that's what the Magamisha Lachamisha say that the Ram got this din from our Gemara. He says the Gemara's answer is, is, is to be understood as follows that it's a, it's, it's a din pashut that after they already have a Gemara din of the Shor Laskila, he's not considered the, uh, the Shor of that Bailim, and therefore you can't be Machayev of the Bailim to pay for the Nezek. Whenever we say that there's room to be done Dinim Amnus after you already finish the Skila, it's only to collect from the actual value of the Shor. So that's what the Gemara says the Shor is Barach, the Shor ran away, and there's nothing left to collect from. The Bailim could be right there, but he's not a Bailim anymore, so that's why you can't collect from him. Why not collect from the Shor, though? Oh, the Shor is Barach. That's how, that's how the Rambam understands the, uh, the, the, the Gemara. That's how, that's how the Nosekelem on the Rambam explain. So it could even be going like Rabbi Akiva. The case is that it was Barach. So the way Rashi understands that the owner was Barach, the way the Rambam says that the Shor was Barach. Let's stick with Rashi for now. So ask the Gemara, I Barach, if the Baal HaShor ran away, even if you didn't don dinin nefashos yet, you shouldn't be able to be don dinin mamnus because the bailim is not here. So the gemara answers, no, it must be the kabbal sahadi ubarach. That first they would got, they were accepted witnesses in Bezin in front of the balashar for all of the nezek that it did, and then the bailim ran away. So Bezin could paskin the din and be mechayiv mamon because they were already mechabal edus. But if they already were don dinin nefashos, then we're not going to be don dinin mamnus because if he's barach, we don't have what to pay from. So I asked the Gemara right away, self self mechamishalim. But still, how are you going to have what to pay from if the Balashar ran away? And Sigmar Miridya from the Shor's own Harisha that will keep it around, will rent it out to, uh, to do some Harisha, to do some plowing, and whatever money it brings in from doing its plowing, that's what will be used for, uh, for its payment. But if you're ready, we're done. Dini Nefashos on the Shor, we're not going to delay the Gzardin in order to rent it out for Harisha. Ask the Gemara, Why is it by a short time we don't deal with the Dini Mamanus first, and let it pay from its own rental uh, for plowing, and then we'll deal with the Dini Nefashos at the time as well. Ask the Gemara, Amar Rav Mari, Bered Rav Kana, Zosa Meres, Ridya if a short time did damage, it wouldn't have to pay from its own rental payments for plowing, because that's considered min aliyah. And a short time is mishali megufo, is not mishali min aliyah. Therefore, the whole discussion only exists by a short muad and not by a short time. Good, says the Gemara now at the two dots. We've already seen what Rabbi Shimon Atimni yells about this, but the Gemara wants to know, do we make an assessment when it comes to damage, when even if no one died, it was just about damage, do we have to look at the item, at the weapon, at the, uh, the tool that was used to do the damage and assess whether it ought to have done that damage? Let's 
Mishnah, do we say that uh, that it's only a din by Misa that we look at could this item have killed or should it not have killed, or do we say that there's no difference whatsoever? The Rambam in the first paragraph of Chavul writes the reason that without an Omed it's going to be Potter, meaning why would it be what's the Svara that if we don't assess the the uh, item that did the damage, so now you're not going to have to pay for the damage that you did. So the Rambam says because it would be considered an Ones, meaning it could be that you you know you you, you tapped something with a feather and it broke everything and you had no idea that, that something that, that something like that would happen because no one in the right mind would have thought that tapping something with a feather would cause such significant damage. So it would be considered an, an onus. From the Yamsha Shlomo it sounds that he understood the reason that you'd be potter is because there's no chiv nazikin unless you did a maisa mazik mamish. And when there's no umdina, it's considered that there was no maisa mazik, that it wasn't actually a maisa mazik. Not that it's an onus, but that you're lacking a technicality of a of a Misa, of a Misa hezek. Okay, so what's the uh, halacha? Says Gemara, we're going to have four rayas, whether you need umdun or not. Tashma, raya number one. The Mishnah, much earlier in the Masechta, discussed all different types of holes in the ground. You have a bar and a dus and all different types of, uh, of crevices in the ground that things could fall in and get killed and get hurt. So why, do we, why does the Torah only give the example of a bar? So we say, well, just like a bar is assumed to have the ability to kill if it's ten tefachim deep, so to any other hole in the ground, we assume that if it's ten tefachim deep, and only if it's ten tefachim deep, does it have the ability to kill. If it was less than ten tefachim deep, and an animal falls in and dies, potter. If an animal gets damaged in it and it's less than 10 tefachim deep, then you're going to be chayiv. So, my love, mi Aren't we supposed to understand that Mishnah, that it's going, when it says under 10 tefachim, that it's going from the lowest amount up to the highest amount? And what it means to say is as follows. Mi tefach, from as little as a tefach, the adasara, all the way up to 10 tefachim, mi saleka nizakin ika. There's no misa, but there is nizakin. Amal nizakin do. So you see that, it's, uh, that for Nizakin, any amount can do the damage. And we don't need an Omed. Shemamina, in Omdun Nizakin, if you can say even one Tefach, so we're obviously not doing an assessment, even the tiniest hole in the ground is, a, is assumed to be able to do Nezak without any assessment. So you see, in Omdun Nizakin, says Gemara Lo, we're misunderstanding that. It's actually working its way down from the top. Asara If there's ten Tefachim deep, then that should be able to kill. Pachos me'asara, porta, if it's a little bit under 10 tefachim, nizak nisa misa leka. Then there's nizakin, but there's no misa. Uliol me'emelach yesh amal nizakin, v'kal midi midi kechid demitzika beba inan. But really there is an omad the nizakin, and we have to look at the depth of uh, any nezek that happens in that bar and see if that depth would have caused that nezek. So that's not a raya at all. So the Gemara moves on, raya number two, Tashima. Hiko aleinu v'simo alazno v'chirsho. If a person hits his evet on his eye and blinds him, or on his ear and makes him deaf. Eved Yotzi ben Lecheres, the Eved goes free. That's like Rashi Evarim. Keneged Eino ve'inara, if he hits the wall right near his eye, and now the person can't see, Keneged Ozno ve'ino Shomea, across from his ear, and he can't hear, Ein Eved Yotzi ben Lecheres. That, the Eved does not go free. My taima, lav mishum tabin an umdana, isn't it because an umdana is required, and uh, the, the, the umdana is that just because you banged your hand really hard on a wall next to the guy's ear, it should not have 
made him deaf. So So you see that there is an umdana that's done by Nezik as well. Says Marla, It's not because it needs an umdana, but rather it's because we say that he's the one that frightened himself. Rashi Mesechs Kiddush and Chavdalanam Beis explains that when the Nizik is a bardas, it's considered that he frightened himself because uh, he allowed his, himself to be so uh, so timid and so easily frightened that it physically harmed him. The Ramah, quoted in the Shittim Kubetzas, says that the Svar is that since you didn't do an act on him, there was no Maisa done on him, and the Nezik was only from a coal that came because of uh, the person's Koach, and the guy could have easily bent his head a little bit, just moved a little bit out of the way, it turned out that he's the one that caused his own damage. But if he was unable to bend his head, he was unable to move out of the way, then he's not Avid We don't say this far, so it sounds different than Rashi. Rashi saying that any time that there was no physical damage, physical contact with you, so then it's just fear, and you, you left yourself susceptible to fear. The Adramah says it's not that it's just fear, it's that he, he was so frightened he didn't move, and he didn't do anything to help himself. He should have done something to help himself, like to move out of the way. And that's why the Gemara is about to say that if you're Oches Bebigdo, if you grab the guy, and then you make the loud sound, then you are going to be Chayiv. Then it is going to be, he is going to be Yotze, because that's considered that you actually did something to him. This person frightens his friend. He's right? He's not doing a great mitzvah. If you uh, make a loud sound in his ear, and you make him deaf, you're Potter. But but if you grab him and you do that, then you're going to be Chayiv. So that uh, second raya fails as well. Tashma the Gemara says try to bring a third raya. Is there Omad the or not? that uh, the five things that you pay for assaulting a person you pay right away and what does that mean if they made an assessment that he should have uh, that he should require X amount of repoy and uh, he, he deteriorates you only have to give him what the original assessment was you don't have to just because the road to recovery was longer than we thought it would be and was more costly than we thought it would be, you don't have to add to the initial repoy payment that we had assessed. And on the flip side, if the road to recovery was quicker than we, than we had originally assessed, you still have to pay the full amount of the original assessment. Apparently, there is an assessment, that there's an assessment that's done for Nizakin, and we follow that no matter what, no matter what the facts tell us. So says, Certainly to assess the person, the victim, what happened, how badly he was injured, of course we do that. My, our Shiloh wasn't about that. Our Shiloh was about the Chevtza, the object used, the tool used to harm this person. Should it have done this kind of damage? That's what, what our Shiloh is, and that Shiloh has not been answered by this third proof. So this third proof still leaves us wanting for an answer. Now, why is it that that we mentioned this halacha, that once they assess that his reform should cost $1,000, and even if it goes up to $1,500, we're still only going to have to pay $1,000, even if it only costs $500, you're still only going to have to pay $1,000. Chaznish has two suggestions, Sanhedrin Simlechav Beis. Number one, he says, 
Just like uh, the Gemara is going to say a svara, that if he gets better more quickly, that uh, we assume in a shamayim richamu alav, so we could say the same thing on the flip side, that if he gets, uh, if it takes longer to get better, mishamayim rigzu that min shamayim, HaKadosh Baruch was angry at him, and that's not your business. Your business is what the Rafur should have been as the mazik, and it's the nizik's problem if it takes longer or, or shorter. Second possibility, he says, is that when there's a din, Omed, what Omed does is it, it, it firms up, it establishes a Tashlumen based on the Omed, meaning it's, 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 it's an established din, that's what you're chayiv. And then it doesn't make a difference whether Hivri or, or Misnavna. The Chiyuv is on the Omed, not on the actuality. That that's, uh, that's what the Din Omed tells us, that your Chiyuv to pay is to pay what the Omed is, not to pay what, uh, what his actual Rufu is going to be. Tashma, the Gemara says a fourth ray, and this is the one we're going to settle on. Is there an omit for Nizikin? Shimonatim niyomer ma egrof miyucha chamasul le'edim le'edim. If you punch someone with your fist, so the basin can take a look and the edim can see and they can uh, they can know whether you should have been powerful enough to do that damage. Avkol miyucha chamasul le'edim le'edim. So to any whatever you use to to commit the assault has to be something that the basin should be able to examine. Shmamina yeshomul nizakin shmamina. So we see that there is an omit for nizakin as well. Amramar, Amdu Vihivri Nosno Kalmashamdu. So we said that if the guy gets better uh, more quickly, you still have to pay the full assessment of what the refuah should have been. That's what Rav said, that if a person was supposed to miss a whole day of work, he was supposed to be sick for a whole day, it only took him a half a day to get better, so you still have to pay for the whole day, because we assume that that was HaKadosh Baruch doing the fellow a favor. So the Mishnah had said that it, that if you spit on a person and the, the 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 spit actually reaches the person, so you're gonna have to pay for boshes. That's only if the spit reaches him. But if it only reaches his beged, you're not going to have to pay. Vinahavi kibayish bidvarim asks the Gemara, shouldn't it be like being mevayish him uh, with words? Yeah, and that's why we say that if you're mevayish a person verbally, that you don't have to pay at all. Because if even when uh, Roke reaches him, when you spit on his beged, you're not going to have to pay. That's not going to be considered a significant enough boshes, so in Vaish Bidvarim you're also not going to have to pay. The rush in Simon Tezvav says the reason Vaish Bidvarim doesn't have to pay is because the Pasuk, when it talks about boshes, says V'sholcha yado v'erzika b'mavushav v'kitsas kaspa. So you see that uh, that, that, that uh, we're talking about we do a maisa on the guf of the Mizbayesh. So we learn from there that if you didn't do a maisa begufa, it was only bibigdo, it was only bidvarim, so it's just simply not included in the parsha of Boshes. The Rosh then quotes from Rav Shriragon that it's true one is not Chayiv Mamon, but nevertheless um, they were Menada the Mevayesh until he's Mevayesh the Mispayesh Karoy Lekvodo. It's still not a good thing and it's still something a person has done in Avera. He needs Mechila from the other person. It's certainly a violation Ben Adam Lechavero and he says it's Mestaver that if you're
you're mevayish bedvarim, we're menadim until you're mevayishim from that piyush uh, that that was that was ayde lechavala because the ain davarai yoser gadol miloshon or ravadiba shadam esapra lechavero. He says it's even more important to get to get mechila uh, over here than it is by chavala because this is the most embarrassing and the most harmful and the most hurtful thing to use words. Sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can really hurt a person. So a person has to always make sure that he asks mechila in terms of words that may have been uh, that may have been used. That's what the Rush writes over here. The Rambam writes, even though in Hilchus Chavul Mazik Parakimulachei, that even though B'derek Chal, someone's mivayish b'dvarim or spits in someone else's beged, he's potter. He says Dayane Bezdin have to be migder milsa over here. They have to see what's going on in society, and they see that if someone has been mivayish chacham to pay the entire dmei boshes, even if it was only b'dvarim, make a knas like that. These are the kinds of areas where Bezdin has to be on top of things and see how society is going and make. Sure that they uh, that 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 uh, people are appropriately punished for uh, for humiliating other people. Hakalafi kvoda. Then the Mishnah went on to say that hakalafi kvoda. So it was a little bit of an odd statement because the Mishnah gave very specific numbers. You do this, you pay two hundred zuz. That you pay four hundred zuz. Ah, it's hakalafi kvoda. That didn't sound like hakalafi kvoda. So clearly the Tanakam of the Mishnah. Then Rabbi Kiva says, no, nah, it doesn't matter who the mevayish mispayish is. We're all bnei Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. But the the, the Tanakam sounded like he's saying that those numbers are either a ceiling or they're a floor. They're either a bare minimum, and if you embarrass some who's a chash of a person, you have to pay more, or they're a maximum, and you embarrass an ani, you'll pay even less. So you buy lu. Tanakama l'kula kamar or l'chumra kamar? Is he trying to say a kula, or is he trying to say a chumra? So l'kula kamar dika ani delobay l'mishkal kuleyai? Is he saying l'kula that although we have all these numbers, sometimes when it's a poor person, you don't have to, you don't have to pay as much? Adum l'chumra kamar dika ash d'vay l'sletfei? Or is he saying l'chumra, that even though we have all these numbers, when you embarrass someone who's a more chash of a person, you're going to have to pay more. From Rabbi Akiva saying that we don't distinguish and everyone's considered like Bnei Avram and Yaakov, that tells us that the Tanakama held that an Ani pays less. Meaning, if the Tanakama was saying that for a rich person you you uh, you pay more, then uh, then then uh, then the formulation of uh, of Rabbi Akiva is off because Rabbi Akiva is assuming that the conversation has been about the maximum payment, and then he says, "Yeah, even an ani should pay that maximum payment." But if Tanakama was talking about a minimum payment, so then it uh, doesn't make sense. Then, it, then then the way Rabbi Akiva should have formulated it is that by an ani it would pay even more, not that by an ani would pay as much. So uh, so that's why the, the, that's the Gemara's uh, maskana. That is the kula kamar. Then that Mishnah, the Mishnah told the story of the fellow who uncovered the woman's hair and that was embarrassing. Rabbi Kiva was going to be Mechaev for the Boshe. He said, wait, give me some time. I'll show you that she has no self-respect anyway. So, uh, since when? Give me some time? If Bezin determined you have to pay for something, they want to give you time to run your own experiment and uh, pull some sort of trick to see if she's a dignified person? We don't give... Zman for chavalos, you have to pay, you pay. Kilo We only don't give time to pay when you cost the person money. Like it was a chavala, so cost the person money. There, there was a, there, there was a, he experienced a loss. You need to reimburse that loss as soon as possible. Avla boshes. 
But when it was simply boshas, where it didn't cost him any money, that we do give uh, we do give time to be able to uh, to make sure that we have it absolutely clear before any din is finalized. The Mishnah told us, so what was this guy's trick? He stood by the Pesach of the Chatzar, poured out a little bit of oil, watched how she uncovered her hair in order to dampen her hair with the oil to save this little bit of oil. We ever, so the way our Mishnah concluded is, and Rabbi Kiva said, well, it, so just because she's willing to do it to herself, you think you're not going to have to pay when you do it to her? I'll tell you something, a person is not allowed to wound himself, but no one has to pay for that. If someone else wounds him, someone does have to pay for it. But the way our Mishnah formulated it was, a person is not allowed to wound himself. Just like uh, uh, the, the, as no one else is allowed to wound him, it's just that someone else is going to have to pay for it. This Brisa says, Adam Rashai Lachvobiatzmo, that Rabbi Kiva's response was, one is permitted to wound themselves. It's just that other people aren't allowed to do it. Our mission is really talking about boshas. It's not talking about a wound. It's really saying that a person is allowed to embarrass themselves, but a person is not allowed to... I'm sorry. The, uh, a person is not allowed to wound themselves. A person is permitted to embarrass themselves. So our mission is talking about chavala, not boshas. This price is talking about boshas. So ask him, Vamasnisin, Boshas, who? What do you mean? Our Mishnah was all about Boshas. And our Mishnah says, you're not allowed to do it. Not only by Boshas, where a person is allowed to do it to himself, um, and, and uh, so it's not so undignified, it's not so off base. If a person did it to himself, you're still going to have to pay when you do it to somebody else. Even by Chavala, where a person's not allowed to do it to himself, even a guy who's, who's wounding himself, if you wound him, you're still going to be Chayv. You might think, well, he's not allowed to wound himself, and he's doing it to himself anyway, so he obviously is like he's subhuman. He's like beneath any sort of level of dignity whatsoever. He's doing things to himself that he's not even allowed, so I shouldn't have to pay for the Chavala. No, that's so it's telling me that you're still going to be chayv for being chavul a person, even if he's chavul himself. So asks the Gemara, Is that true that a person is not allowed to wound himself? You might think that if a person took a shvua that he's going to hurt himself and he didn't, that he's going to be potter. It's not called a violation of a shvua. That it teaches us that anything that's a rishos is subject to the to the that it's subject to the shvua when he takes a shvua that he's going to be because that's a rishus that's something that's an optional activity if he wants to be he's allowed to so don't you see that a person is allowed to wound themselves who says anything about wounding themselves? means that he's not going to eat for a couple of days, for a day or two. He's going to sit in tainus. What do you mean? But it talks about to be in that Mishnah, that you're going to do bad to others. So I understand if it's talking about Chavala, that's something that you're able to do. But how could you be Moshev someone else in tainus? And Sigmar, sure you can. In the Mahadik Bin you lock him up in a prison. You lock him up, and you don't give him any food. So that's how you uh, you're, you're most of him in tainus. 
Aka Ploni Veftsa Esmocho, that Aras Acherim is a Chavala, that it's actually a, a physical injury. Ela Tanaihi. So you're right, meaning our initial assessment means to wound oneself. And apparently that's Dvarashos, because apparently there's a machlokas tanaim, whether one is in fact allowed to wound themselves or one is not allowed to wound themselves. Who's the one that says you're not allowed to do it? So the Gemara says three possibilities. That if a person kills himself, he's going to be responsible for taking his own life. This is the Isser of suicide. So, so uh, the same Isser should apply to wounding oneself. Says, well, that's not a good Rayu because killing yourself is worse, obviously, than Rather, it must be the following Tana. A person wants to tear clothing because someone dies, that's not a violation of Darke Amori. But I heard that if one tears uh, more than is necessary and he overdoes it in the morning by, by tearing all this clothing, it's a violation of Baltashkis. For Kolshekin Gufo, and therefore we can say Kolshekin if one does this to his body. That's not a raya. Maybe Bugadim are worse because when you tear Bugadim, they're not. They're not growing back. You wound yourself, you'll, your body will heal itself. Rabbi Yochanan used to call his clothing his kavod. When Rav Chisra would walk amongst the thorns, he would lift up his garment so that the garment wouldn't rip. His legs would get scratched, but he'd say, Yeah, my legs will get scratched, but they'll get healed. They'll, they'll heal themselves. My garment won't. It won't mend itself. So he would sooner uh, have his legs get scratched, then have his garment get torn. So you see that just because something is asum mishum baltashkas to destroy begadim, it doesn't mean that there's an iser to be chovel in oneself. If that were the makar, it would be subject to the gedarim of baltashkas. If chavel batzma comes from somewhere else, it may be subject to different gedarim. If you look in Tosas, Tosas just points out that the Gemara Moed Katan says that Shmuel karale derav tleser itzli demilsa. Shmuel tore 13 silk garments when Rav died. So how can we say over here that you violate Baltashkas if you overdo it? If, if ever there was overdoing it, 13 silk garments, that's very expensive. Says Tosos, yeah, but it was Rav. Meaning it really depends on who the Nifter is. When Rav died, so Rav deserves that kind of cover, that a person should be so distressed that that's, uh, that's, that, that's how they would, they would react. Um, Tulsus is also bothered in the previous Tulsus why we need a raya that, uh, that, that you violate Baltashkas when you tear Begadim. Isn't that like the very definition of uh, Baltashkas? So he says, Dein me viraya the raya that we're bringing is that when you're chavul gufo, it's not just baltashkes. That even if you're doing it for some need, it should be an issue. Even if there's some reason why you're doing it, it's not totally senseless because mekarei al meso is also some need. It's not totally senseless, and yet that's still baltashkes. That's why we tried to make the the comparison. So anyway, back in the more fourth wide line, ela haitanu. What's the source? 
source of uh, the issue to be chavu in oneself. Where do we find a tana that holds this way? Titania. Amr of Lazar Kapa Brevi. Matam Lom Chiper Alav Measher Chata Al Nefesh Vchibeze Nefesh Chata Zeh. A Nazir. What 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 Nefesh did he sin against? El Shetzir Atzmo Menayin. He sinned by being mitzar in himself by not allowing himself to have wine. Velodvarm Kavuchomer Mazesh Lotzir Atzmo El Menayin Nikrochote. If a guy who only withheld wine from himself, he's still called a chote. Someone who's mitzar himself from everything, all the more so is considered a sinner. Tosus points out that it sounds from this Gemara that a Nazir Tahar is also called a chote, meaning one would have assumed that a Nazir doesn't make it. You know, he's supposed to be a Nazir for 30 days, and on day 20 he becomes Tameh. Now he's got to bring Karbanos and start all over again, so it's a Gloi Milsa that he wasn't really up to the task. So that would be a chote. But a Nazir Tahar, one would imagine, he did a Midas Chasidus, and he's not a chote. But it sounds over here that a Nazir Tahar is a uh, is 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 a chote um, because because he's he, every nazir is uh, withholding wine from himself. But Tosus points out in the first parak of uh, of, of Masech's nazir Dav Gimel, the Gemara says nazir milsa davera v'amrinu le'na'a u'mashania, and the Gemara answers afilu Rab Lazar Kapper d'amar nazir chotayu hani mili tamei da'idi d'bay mitzvah d'ma asilim avra l'nizruse av nazir tar lav chote karle. The Gemara says explicitly in the beginning of nazir that only a Nazir Tameh is called a Chote, not a Nazir Tahar. So Tulsa says a fascinating idea to answer this. He quotes from Rabbeinu Tam that when he says he's not a Chote, it means that, of course, he's sinning by withholding the pleasures of this world from himself. But when we say he's not a chote, it means that the mitzvah that he's doing outweighs the avera. We often see things in black and white. Either it's good or it's bad. And the reality of life is that very often things that one does have some elements of good and some elements of bad. When a person becomes a nazir and he's a nazir tar, it has elements of good because it's a great mitzvah and chasidus, but it also has elements of bad because he's withholding pleasure that Kodesh Baruch Hu put in this world for human beings to enjoy. It's just that the good outweighs the bad. When he's a Nazir Tameh, he's purely a Chote. The bad outweighs the good when he's a Nazir Tameh. Just a couple of quick points about Chovel Biatzmo. Just a, it's, a, it's important to, uh, to point out the, the major discussions that come up in Poskim. First of all, Moshe has a tshuva in Choshem Mishpachel Galsim Kuv Gimel, whether one is allowed to donate blood, or not donate blood, give blood, sell blood. It used to be that they pay you. For, uh, for giving blood. I don't think they do that anymore. But, uh, but Ramosh has a tshuva about giving blood. Is that a violation of chovel ba'atzmo? So Ramosh has a remarkable svara lahakel. And he says that, uh, that it used to be hakazas dam, used to be considered therapeutic. That it was something that people would go all the time to get a refua with hakazas dam, with bloodletting. So he says, we don't understand why it's therapeutic anymore. But you can't take something that in the times of Chazal was considered therapeutic, and, and, and as far as we know, is not harmful to to a person and say that that's now going to be an Isra Chavala. No, we don't know why it's therapeutic, but you can't turn it into an Isra Chavala. Another famous trooper of Moshe has, he has about plastic surgery, where the Rambam right, he's Medayik in the Rambam, the Rambam's formulation, the Chavala Mazik, is that uh, anyone who's Maka Adam Kashim Yisrael, Ben Katan, Ben Gadol, Ben Ish, Ben Isha, Derech Nitzayon, is in violation of Elosasei of Chavala. So if Moshe says, oh, it's only if it's Derech Nitzayon, it's in a combative way, 
way. It's in a way that's trying to injure another person. But this is not derech nitzayon. And when there's a major need, a person uh, lacks uh, self-esteem or something like that, Ramosh says even without the Chiddush of the Rambam, there should be no iser because it's l'tova sanechbel. And, uh, and, and, and they want that. And he says, uh, a woman who wants to be miyapes atzma, wants to make herself more beautiful, she's very self-conscious about her looks. He says, uh, what that means is that for a woman it's understood that she's going to be very self-conscious about her looks, and therefore if she is and she's struggling with it, he's makel that she could have the, uh, the plastic surgery. Another major topic that comes up relating to the sugya is smoking cigarettes. The Chavetz Chaim in Lekutei Amarim uh, famously was the, the first one on the anti-smoking uh, bandwagon where he said that uh, he's heard that it, harm, it could be harmful to people of weak uh, constitution. He didn't realize that that's why they were of weak constitution in the first place. And he said, but uh, he said, and he said, they tell me they can't help themselves because they're already addicted. He said, who told them they ever were allowed to start? It's absolutely forbidden. So of motion, has uh, an interesting svaras uh, lahakel where he tries to uh, to fetch out some sort of uh, some sort of kula. But uh, also related to this issue of chavul and the Just for those who say that none of why don't the rabbis ever ask for smoking? They obviously never read the literature. Almost all the rabbis said that it's an isur of Moshe. The one the one rabbi who fell short of saying it's an isur gomer, but Shevet Alevi in Chelikud Sim Reish says it's an isur gomer, 100% to, uh, to 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 begin to to smoke. Um, okay, so those are some of the topics that come up with chavul But tomorrow we'll get into cutting down trees.